Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Vic Mensa. You listening to How Far with Sheila O. Let's go. Yo, what's the deal? It's Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. The homeboy T Pain right here. Hey, it's Daniel, aka the Hot Girl Coach. Hey, yo, this is Sean Barley Girls and Move Around. Telling y'all, make sure you tune into How Far. Oh, girl, host. Sheila O, baby. Sheila O, baby. We love you. Whoa. Can't wait to see you. Sheila O. That's where White Claire Jean feels home. Lord knows. Checking in is your girl Sheila. Oh, how far? What's up? Well, Guan, how you all doing? My guest today is a Chicago rapper who has earned ample underground cred before breaking through to mainstream audiences. As a founder of the Save Money Collective, a member of the hip hop group Kids These Days, and a solo artist. He made his solo debut in 2013 on Chance the Rapper's high-profile mixtape, Acid Rap, and followed shortly thereafter with music of his own. His bright lyrical style called on influences from the more positive side of 90s hip-hop as well as notes from rock and pop music. Like I don't know nobody, I guess I don't. Rock Nation signed him and issued his 2017 studio debut. His mixtape was both a critical and download counting success. So much so that the independent rapper joined major label artists like J. Cole and Wale on their What Dreams May Come tour in 2014. That same year, he topped XXL magazine's freshman class list. He then appeared alongside Sia on Kanye West's single Wolves. So much to say about this musical genius. Vic Mensa, how far? It's the Afrozone Show and this is How Far. How far now? What's up, Wagwan? How you all doing? Hope you all keeping safe. Okay, I already read his accolades, guys, yeah? But my guest today is a musical genius, an intellect, an activist, Chicago's own, a hip-hop artist, but of African descent as well. So yeah, our, one of ours, one of ours. I'm talking about Vic Mensa. Vic, what's up? How far now? Charlie, everything blessed. Everything cool. So let's go all the way back to 2008 because I know you've been doing this forever. But I want to start from 2008 just for the AfroZones audience. You know, the show is in 44 African countries. Mm, all right. The show is also nationally syndicated here in the United States. All right. The only Afrobeat show that's uh, in the U.S. You know how we do? You know how yeah. we do? It's a movement. It's a movement. But it reminds me of the movement that you started in 2008. What was the name of the group you put together? Save Money. You put Save Money together in 2008. And as far as I was concerned, it was like you had a collective of like minds, you know, who were creatives, musical geniuses, all young, all fresh from Shy Town, and uh, you all were trendsetters, influencers. I'd like to say that, right? <laughs> so, what was that? What was the story behind it? What was the movement for? I know what my movement is about Afrobeats, mm. but what was that movement for? Was it an empowering thing, or was it something you guys wanted to have a label in the future, or what? So, the money was really just like a, an antithesis to you get typical hip hop bullshit, mm. you know. And, um, and, a, and a way for us to express ourselves. And it, it begins as a friendship before being a business, music, yeah, or, music, you know, entertainment, anything like that, you know? So it's like when we were 14 years old, 15 years old, about freshmen in high school, mm -hmm. and only person rapping was probably me, me and Chance. Mm -hmm. We were the first people rapping, you know what I mean? We first started recording together around that time. It's really just, you know, just just friends. And also we used to steal a lot. You know, <laughs> Up so to we, no good? Yeah, so we save, <laughs> we're saving money, you know what I mean? Um, and in time though, you know, people's talents started to 
manifest and you know I think that talented people bring talent out of each other mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um, and that, that's what I saw happen with our collective okay so all of you would, would you say today now 2021 would you see yourself chance the rapper and some of the other guys are you all still cool yeah, You're still yeah, rocking with one another? Fully rocking. Good, yeah. good. Okay, let's go back to the music. So in 2014, right, uh, you had your debut, Down on uh, down on Your Luck? Down Is on that? My Luck. Down on My Luck. And then you had that beautiful, beautiful track that was mind-blowing with Kanye. You mad? Mm -hmm. Then you go signed to Rock Nation. These are all power moves for a kid. Because you were quite young when all this right. was happening, yeah, right? Yeah. Are there any life lessons that you think that you wish you knew at that time when... The fame, mm. the fortune yeah. came to such a young kid. Right. You know? Yeah, you Do you know. mind me saying a young, I'm going to say the African way, a young biracial kid. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just don't call me a brand new <laughs> no, <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> stop it. I ain't going to call you a Yibo. No, baby. Black. <laughs> Come uh, on, tell me. Man, you know, if I, if I could uh, impart some wisdom upon, my, upon myself at that time, I yes. would say, um, don't let the lights blind you, you know, from what's important, family, and, you know, the relationships that um, are longer standing that come before this, you know what I'm saying? And when you get money for the first time, invariably, it makes an exact crazy, yes. <laughs> you know? You add in being crazy from the jump, I'm Gemini, so, you know, I'm, I'm crazy by nature. You know what I'm saying, but I but I love hard. I love my people. You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and and um, when, when I was young like that, you know, I I end up butting heads with my friends. You know what I mean? People that really that I love and people that matter more than this bullshit to me yeah. because my ego was so involved. Because I'm like I'm getting money for the first time. You mm -hmm. know, and um, and I I would just pass on to my younger self or to somebody in that position. Don't let that shit blind you. It really ain't about shit. Money comes, money goes. You know what I mean? But but love is real. You know what I mean? And focus on that. Hold on to that. I like that. I like that. Your records are very diverse. You're a very diverse, you know, like I said, multi-talented individual. I'm talking about records, you know, with likes of Skrillex, all the way to Wycliffe Jean, all the way to Pharrell Williams. Then a collaboration again with Wycliffe Jean and your boy Chance the Rapper which was shelter it was like mind-blowing for me it was like chicago meet new york meet haiti meet africa mm. you know that's how deep he was for me so what's the story behind that collaboration wyclef is one of my favorite artists oh, wyclef is somebody who has inspired me since i was yay high yeah. and uh whose music has meant a lot to me in times in my life when i needed that i needed support and so i was able to make a song with him that can be that for somebody else. You know, when I started making music, mm -hmm. I wanted to impact people in the way that the likes of Wyclef and Tupac and Nas mm. impacted me and yeah. Common. You know, Common is my favorite rapper. Mm. And there were points in my life when I was a kid, you know, but I'd be going through whatever I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And I might just put on Common and just lay on the ground and just like, you know, come in the Lauryn Hill retrospect for life. Yes. And just lay on the ground and just listen to it. And, you know, he's talking about how he had to have an abortion. And I, I ain't got nobody <laughs> pregnant, you know, but I, I got whatever I got going on. Right, right. <laughs> and I felt that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it played a part of my life for real. And um, 
So I feel like that's what the song Shelter with Wyclef is, is I know that for somebody that's, you know, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old, high school, the way I was listening to that music, that they could listen to this and it'll play a part in their life. Yes, real mind-blowing, like I said. During the pandemic, you released um, the V tape, mm. and you just recently announced that you're about to release the I tape. Yeah. So, which part of your story? Because you're known for storytelling, although you rap, you know. But I think you talk about your experience, you talk about life, you talk about you know things that this generation can relate to, right? So, what should we expect from the I tape? What part of Vic Mensa's story would you be telling there? It's a lot of storytelling on the I tape, really. Um, it's largely about freedom. You know what I mean? So I'm telling a lot of stories about incarceration and people that are close to me that are locked up. Right. Um, when I was in Ghana recently, you know, I was just s struck by the fact that people live with an entirely different set of circumstances. Like, although we have access that mm -hmm. doesn't exist over there, yep. they also don't grow up losing their brothers and cousins and fathers no. to 45 years prison sentences you know I'm, i was talking to stone boy about Fact. this when we were shooting a video mm -hmm. and um you know he was saying a prison in ghana is a terrible place too you don't want to be there because it's, <laughs> it's off the map you know what i mean they can do whatever they want but yes. still it's not like everyone you know knows somebody in there family members that are in prison for long you know, long sentences. Um, and I'm telling a lot of those stories on the I tape. And, right. it, and it's, you know, within the context of my own personal experience, you know, but over the past year, um, those relationships have been um, very significant to me in that I think all of us have been forced to face ourselves mm -hmm. um, and feel a degree of confinement, mm -hmm. you know, uh, not being able to go out to eat or not yeah. being able to go to the bar for you, not being able to go to the studio, probably yeah. having to work from the crib. That's right, um, we're hard. And so while I'm talking to these guys that, well, this is their reality for the next 15 years, wow. you know what I mean? And it's, and it's magnified. It just gave me a window into what I have going on and what we all got going on through the lens of like, you know, the, of the freedom that I have, you know, yeah. and, the, and the freedom that is taken from us as a people. So that's a lot of what I'm talking about in the I tape. I'm looking forward to it. Dope. Looking forward to it. You also mentioned your trip to Africa. So let's, let's, let's go back to the motherland a bit. You know, recently you went home to Africa. How we, a lot of people don't know you of Ghanaian heritage. Do you know that? You know, I feel I like it's the name, yes. you know. And, and also because you are Chicago. You are Chicago, you are an American rapper first. I mean, it oh, is what it is, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it is what it is, and that's how you grew up. So how important is it for you that we know who you are? How important is it for you to connect with your heritage, with Africa? Not uh, just Ghana, it's, it's, Africa's it's, it's, whole. Yeah, it's so important. You know, actually, on the I-Tape, I, I have a skit that is um, my father telling, you know, kind of his life story, mm -hmm. you know? how he was born in a slum in, in the eastern region of Ghana mm -hmm. and, you know, through education and came to Chicago and 
maybe the early 80s, you know, mm. and it was cracking then, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about being on 63rd Street in the <laughs> 90s, you know. Um, and, and um, yeah, you know, I'm giving those windows because uh, one thing that I, I, I was faced with that I realized when I was in Ghana this yeah, time yeah. is mm -hmm. how important it is for me to prioritize um, my presence in Africa, in Ghana, you know what I mean? And how privileged above all, you know what I mean? I am to have that direct link to my descendants. You know what I mean? Yep. To, I mean to my uh, to my ancestry. You know, because being Black American, it's like niggas don't know where they're from. That's James right. Baldwin has a quote where he says, "Know from whence you came. If you know whence you came, there are absolutely no limitations to where you can go." That's right. But the reality is that Black Americans have been stripped of Everything. that that heritage that you and I have, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, I just realized how lucky I am for that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and, and so I appreciate you for helping me, you know, go in that direction where I need to be. I'm glad, I'm glad, but you know, I also want to thank you as well because I felt like your trip, uh, your trip was very, it was like an album. Every single day, you you took Chicago with you. You took your fans with you, not just the Chicago fans. You took America with you. Every day, I was even in Lagos at that time, but I'm on your page. I'm looking to see what regalia you're wearing, from the whole regalia to your slippers to everything. Like you were the in the movement, the jalabi, everything. You know, I had the and camera with me. I was having a lot of you fun. You documented everything, but most and most important, you decided to mess with the music. Yeah, so you did. 100%. You met. You did stuff with Stoneboy. And of course, now we manifest. So, was that one of the was that your was that your plan to go home and then incorporate Afrobeats into hip hop? One hundred percent. You know that that was definitely my intent. Um, the trip, you know, had a lot of different significances for me. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time last year when I just started feeling like a, I started feeling like a calling. You know, mm -hmm. um, from what feels like, felt like my ancestors, you know. Yeah. I believe in communication with my ancestors. I speak to them when yeah. I meditate, when I pray, yeah. you know. I'm talking to my grandma, I'm talking to my great, great, great grandfather. Um, and, you know, I felt like they were telling me, come home, you yes. know, we we can help you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, we can um, bless you. 100%. <laughs> and that we're here, you know what I mean? We're yeah. present. Um, and so that was like the genesis of my trip. Um, but I think that's that's just leading me to realize that relationship needs to be cultivated. Because when I got there, what I think I took most was um, how valuable collaboration is. Priceless. You know, how valuable collaboration between us on this side and us on that side. That's what makes is. us great. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the conversation I've been having with Stoneboy, with Sarko Deer, mm -hmm. I mean, with Manifest. It's like building that bridge i actually just did um i just did a ted talk for ted x accra oh nice and the that. subject of of my speech was the reuniting of the continent with black americans with the diaspora at large but i was speaking from an american perspective because i don't know as much about europe and the caribbean but at the end of the day it's like you know i, I came across so much information mm -hmm. you know like by, the, by 2050, a quarter of the world's population is going to be African, okay. you know. The connectivity is stronger than ever before, so the, the potential 
with our collaboration um, is limitless. So I'm telling, I'm telling all the guys, everybody in America, everybody, I, everybody I speak to, <laughs> I'm like, yo, next trip, you take a trip, yeah, go to Africa, yeah, you know what I mean, because we're conditioned in America to think that it's like an impossible feat, you know what I mean, to get to Africa. People go to Europe, people go to South America. Jamaica, um, go to the Caribbean, Mexico, everything but not way before they go to Africa. But yeah. it's like, yo, literally, my round trip ticket to Ghana in, at Christmas was nine hundred dollars. Yep. You know, the cost of living there is dr dramatically lower than here. Yep. You know what I mean, I could go to L.A. and uh, and be in L.A. for a week, staying in a hotel or Airbnb, and spend as much bread as I spend in <laughs> yes. a month it's yep. kind of like we could do it you know you mm -hmm. don't have to be you don't have to be paid up like have a whole bunch of money yo stimmy could take you to africa <laughs> i ain't even gonna hold you like yeah yo stimmy could get you city <laughs> for a trip to ghana or nigeria facts all truth facts I'm a song called Boy Big Shit Poppin'. She a tone, got shot at a Joey B. Play with me, Kwasi, I'm a 12T. You a actor, Ali G. Follow me, so many cameras on me, they think it's TMZ. Bad 10, bring her back to the B&B. Come put that blessing on me. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Cause it's gonna run away. Run away. Blessing go follow me, follow me, follow me. Long time, me long time. Bad man can't stop this one. Long time, me long time. Bad man can't stop this one. Yeah. Long time, me long time. No boy can't stop this one. Long time, me long time. Bad man can't stop this one. Yes, yeah. Baby, me go be the breadwinner. Set breakfast, set dinner. 
first street west and now be big in Now me your time, they go to grow in What do them? Big nation president No take chat from none of them Rough up road again Me in the league, legal legends Thank God all when them have been blessed Go follow me, follow me, follow me your girl Sheila oh how far what's up what gone how you all doing join me as I go one-on-one -on -one with musical geniuses entrepreneurs forward thinkers the powers that be I get them to spill their tea Yo, what's the deal it's Ronnie Bobby Ricky and Mike the homeboy T Pain right here hey yo this is Sean Polly girls and move around Telling y'all, make sure you tune into How Far. Oh, girl, we're our host. Sheila O, baby. We love you. Whoa. Can't wait to see you. On How Far, exclusively on Hip TV, every Friday and Monday, 10.30 p.m. GMT plus one. How Far now? Watch How Far with Sheila O, Fridays and Mondays at 10.30 p.m. GMT plus one. On Hip TV, DSTV. Powered by Star Rattler, Feyruz, and Munchit. You know what? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, now that you, now that we just talked about this, let's 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 address the elephant in the room. You know, and I think you're the best person to actually answer this. Do you think there's a disconnect with Africans and African Americans? I know we ask this question a lot, but deep down, do you think there's a disconnect? Disconnect, a thousand percent. You know, by design, mm. um, it, it's the it's a tool of white supremacy is probably the most powerful tool. It is the most is powerful tool. To keep us fragmented, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I like to look at Africa and the diaspora as one body, you know? And if we in America, in Britain, if we're the limbs, you know what I'm saying, reaching across the globe, then the continent is the skeleton. That's and right. every system in the body can function within itself, but without a skeletal system, it all collapses. Yep. And we haven't been moving like one body because we aren't realizing how connected we really yeah. are, you know? And I think that we bridge that gap and, and build that connection by collaboration, you know? And by visiting, you know, and building infrastructure and business. I have a program that I'm working on to bring kids from Chicago, you know, to, to Ghana I'm and in. Nigeria. 
I would love to I'm in. talk to you about that. <laughs> I'm in, definitely. You know, because yep. I, and I want to do it right around that age, mm. freshman in high school, 14, yes. 15, when yes. it's like you can make a decision to drop out of school and just For play the block, years. you yes. know, or you could focus on something. And I think that showing these kids, you know, mm -hmm. that the world is so much bigger than the South Side or the West Side, um, can, can change their lives. Because there's kids that ain't never been downtown, let alone been to a place where everyone you see on a billboard is black. The president is black and it's not a novelty item. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Africa's got its issues, but we're like fish out of water over here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just looking at the media and everything you see doesn't represent you. It makes you, yeah. you feel like a constant other. So you feel anti, yeah. you know, but so I, I want to chop it up with you about doing that. Yeah. I think that's great. For me, I think it's all about education as well. Like you said, the collaboration by education. I mm -hmm. feel like Africans should be taught more about uh, African-American history. And I think that uh, African-Americans should be taught more about African about history. African history. Yes. <laughs> this is, I mean, literally, yeah, this is I everything think, I was just talking about yeah. in, in my TED talk, man. It's like the, uh, the extent that African history exists for black Americans in school, African history begins with slavery and ends with the civil rights movement. That's all you hear about when it comes to African mm -hmm. people, you know, mm -hmm. is us being enslaved. They don't teach you about Massa Musa being history's richest man, you know, right. or the Mali Empire and Timbuktu universities and Which medieval castles the world in right Zimbabwe now, or the fact that the yes. pyramids were built by, built black, by black people. people. <laughs> they don't teach you these things yes. like, because they don't want you to know yes. that. Yes, yes. Because that's dangerous and so I agree with what you said that education you know i think um and also something i spoke about was um identifying and understanding our common enemy you know what i'm saying the same you, when you start to draw the connections like i'm Ghanaian, you mm -hmm. know so ghana was the first nation first to achieve independence, independence. and Kwame Nkrumah, the president of africa as far as i'm concerned because he's the president that, of africa he said that and everybody Kwame else Nkrumah true. led us into independence who takes Kwame Nkrumah out of power? The CIA. CIA. And this is the same CIA, mm -hmm. you know, that brought the crack into the community. That's right. In 1979. It's the same structures. We got the same enemies, you know. We got our prisons over here. Mm -hmm. The people that own our prisons is a company called Geo Group. It's the biggest private prison group. And they also own prisons in Johannesburg. Yep. And then the Dutch <laughs> own oil fields in uh, Nigeria. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We battling the same people, we just don't realize. Identifying It's like them. when you got the common enemy, then it, that makes you an ally. You know what I mean? Yes. I love this. I could be with you here all day. <laughs> I could be here with you all day, my brother. Okay, it's time for Talk the Talk now. And uh, Kaza, I have Casanova, yeah. 500 from Pound 92. He's going to be joining us, yeah. okay? Cast, cast, cast? Yeah, I've been ready to jump in this conversation. <laughs> like, okay. I keep looking at him when I'm talking. I'm like, honestly, I feel like he's speaking a conversation I can't have with a lot of people because thanks to Sheila O, my first time going to Africa was uh, the end of 2019. You came so, with me and Megan Thee Stallion, exactly. right? Exactly. Lagos, Nigeria. As well. 
So of course, I never been to the motherland. I didn't know what to expect, but it's like it was just just hearing you speak about it. Just that's like super dope. I just I just I can listen to that all day. Just like when I'm explaining to other people, like why it's important, why you need to go, mm -hmm. why you need to tap in, and just get in touch with your roots. But uh, I go on for days on that. <laughs> yeah. Back to hot topics. Right now, uh, the Grammys. Grammys. The Grammys is a big thing in the hot topics. I see is Afrobeats had a huge. Five. How many, Sheila? Five. Burner Boy picked up the global, uh, okay. the global album of the year. Right. Um, T was Savage, Femi Kuti, mm -hmm. and um, Maddie Kuti contributors to Coldplay's, um, um, Coldplay's uh, song. Yeah. So they got Grammys for that as well. Mm -hmm. Whiskey picked up uh, best music video with oh, his really? track with Beyonce. Yeah. You know, and everything else. Oh, it was, it was five. Oh, it was five Afrobeat artists. Picking up the gun. That's dope. It's massive. That's super dope. But you know what's crazy? Um, it seems like the hip hop community, we got like a love-hate relationship with the Grammys. Yeah, I gotta keep it real. <laughs> and so like that, like, I think that's super dope. But I'm just curious, like as an artist yourself, like how important is that Grammy stamp? Is that something that's like on your bucket list as an artist or something you want? Or is it just like, yeah, it is what it is? It's definitely something I want. And I've always said I ain't gonna go till I have a real nomination. I mean, I was nominated before right. as a writer, but not for my, you know, being the primary artist. Um, I also think that you can't put too much weight mm -hmm. into those accolades and the validation that comes from them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because at the end of the day, Nas just got his first Grammy. Exactly. And After he, 14 nominations. Now, listen, we can't, we can't ever act like Nas is not short list mm -hmm. top five you know what i mean and that's that's without the opinion involved you right. can have an opinion that's mm -hmm. otherwise but when you talk about who's really yeah. the top five best of all time you you can't do that without nas no. and this is somebody who's just got their first grammy um so i feel like that speaks for itself yeah. so it ain't gonna make or break your career but it is what it is because i know with that grammy that bag get a little heavier too i would imagine so at the end of the day, it ain't gonna make or break your career, but it is what it is. Cause I know with that Grammy, that bag get a little heavier too, I would imagine. So I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I dig that. Um, another thing I'm seeing by you being able to tap into, you know, your, your roots and being able to go back to Ghana and other places. Like, how is that? And just reaching out and linking with other Afrobeat artists. How has that like helped or affected your creative process when it comes to recording music? You know, it's just something that's been on my mind and I've been playing with the style. You know, I was just playing, playing Sheila some some joints that I've been working on in the, in the Afrobeat space. And they're fire, um, I'm gonna say that. Now. And she started this, you know. <laughs> you know, she put me together with Stone and, uh, and you know, really made me start to focus. Um, yeah, I've been a fan of Afrobeat music and I come up uh, listening to a lot of Afro beats like Fela, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and and High Life, my oh, my Spanish uncle, yeah, my uncle um, goes by the name of Chief Kofi Sami. He was a huge High Life artist in his day in Ghana. Mm. So he actually he brought Fela to Ghana for his final concert before he passed away. Oh wow! And Fela used to stay at my grandma's house, and you know what I mean? Wow. That that music runs deep with me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm really just now exploring making it. Right. And you enjoying it? Love it. You know, yeah. there's something I, some, something that I love about Afrobeats music is that it's it's so energetic. You know what I mean? It's like what the 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 most important piece of the music that I find is like 
is the melody and the feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and that's what makes it so global. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is that like you can not even know what somebody's saying, but you can really feel, you just feel it. The beats. Though. It's just spiritual. You just feel you know the beats. It's spiritual. Just go with it. Yeah, it is. It is. I want to talk about your your charity side. All right. I want to talk about you being an activist. I want to talk about your fearlessness because you're sleeping on the streets, Vic. I'm like, that's an African boy right there. <laughs> that's an African boy right there with all the money he has here on the street. That is, he has the blood, you know. So I'm talking about Save Money, Save Life Foundation that you started and you created in your hometown, Chicago. And um, so what are your goals? Because, I mean, you're doing daring things. You, you're speaking out for so much. What, what would you like to see happen with your foundation in the next five years? Us take kids from Chicago to Ghana, I like that undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, I have a program called Street Medics where we we teach people how to like address gunshot wounds, people in the community, kids in schools. Mm -hmm. I want to create an ambulance force, a privatized ambulance fleet. That's nice. You know that operates. You know, I, I think we can have five of them. You know, one in like. You know, West Garfield Park, one in Englewood, you know what I mean? North Lawndale, like in the hot spots. Um, because the ambulance response times, that's really where we lose people. Yeah. Um, so the, the privatized ambulance fleet is something that I've been thinking about for some years. And um, a mass employment campaign, you know, for summertime, like, I just, I would love to see what Chicago looks like in the summertime if you got a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand more kids between the age of 14 and 24 with real summer jobs, jobs. where they making money. Yep. You know what I mean? Because that's, what we, what's the, that's, that's what's going on here. It's like when you start to compare communities with similar levels of unemployment across the racial barriers, you see similar levels of crime and violence. And it loves to be portrayed as if black people are just violent you know but but really it's like sustenance that the opportunities don't exist and that creates this culture that we live in you know what i mean so mass employment that's another idea i'm working on i like that okay there are two major issues happening right now in the world okay over here is the hate on asia you know of course blacks have been going through it now it's really really notorious now how they're coming out to uh, asian people you know so, i want to talk about that I also want us to talk about, in Africa, you know, the president of Ghana, I don't know if you know, uh, recently said that under his regime, he is never going to endorse gay marriages. Mm. So I want to know what your views are on these two topics, you know. So obviously being from a Western world in America where we're more open, you know, we see things differently, mm -hmm. you know, and Africa where they're very sheltered and it's more of a cultural thing. So I want to just know what you think about that. So let's, let's first start with Asia. You know, mm. what you think about what's going on out there. I mean, what's going on here, the hate. The hate against Asians is disgusting, man. Totally. It, it's so upsetting. Um, America is just, you know, America's a crazy place. <laughs> and I did appreciate being outside of this motherfucker. <laughs> For a bit. <laughs> For a bit, right? Because if it ain't one thing, it's another, man. Um, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm completely just in support and in solidarity with the Asian community. Because I realize it's like if they come for me in the morning, you know, they'll come for you at night. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that. And um, it's 
it's another situation with a common enemy. You know, it's the same type of same type of dude that was shooting up those massage parlors, that was shooting up the black church. You know what I mean, it's the same type same. of guy, same mentality. mentality it's the same yeah. sickness. Um, and so, I think that uh, you know, we got we got to stand up against it. And I'm on deck, you know, whatever whatever the movement needs from me. And it's yeah. been a problem. I think it really went crazy, like, like at the beginning of the pandemic. The yeah. president, you put so much what in the You know what I'm gonna happen when you like you China, China virus, China virus. Yeah. China virus. So you got he regular everyday, you got regular people in the community. Now you they, need the old president look, though, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. The ginger guy. Yeah, the orange dude. I don't really like to say his name. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he really put that battery in a lot of people's back. Oh, for sure. You see the white supremacy at an all-time high when yeah. when uh, he does that. So I don't know if it's a level, level of entitlement, but at the end of the day, like you said, as far as common enemy, it's usually the homegrown Caucasian male. And they won't call them terrorists, terrorists, but they yeah. will not. So we're going to call the them terrorists, terrorists right they now. Are we're going to call them we, what they are. Them and then, and they are. Because they like to get exactly. on there and be like, oh, he was having a bad Some day. Type of I know. You know. That a got bad me. day. That I got, got a parking ticket outside my car. That's a bad <laughs> day. That's a bad day. <laughs> Taking like, a lot is not a bad day. As far as I'm concerned, guys, that's terrorism and we're not going to stand for it. So please use your platforms, okay? Because we're saying no. No to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, no to it. So what about the gay marriage issue in Africa? What do you think about that, Vic? What is it again? Huh? The gay marriage issue so in basi Africa. So basically, you know, you know, obviously, you know, gays are out there speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calling, you know, they're right, right. us, you know what I mean? But um, in, in the Western world over here, yeah. you know, it's normal. It's more normalizing more, it. Yeah, it's exactly. more normal. But in it's, Africa, it's not as uh, controversial. Uh, the yes, the yeah. president of Ghana, he actually spoke up. And he you said know, what? And he said that basically never during his regime I, okay he, as a christian he is right. never going to legalize gay mm. marriage so right. i want to know what you guys think about it i mean yeah i think everybody should have it? their freedom you freedom? know mm -hmm. i think so that, that, that's all i that's all i stand for is people having their freedom to be who they are if they're not hurting somebody else you know i think that it's all a distraction like mm. what we really need to be focusing on um is Who's exploiting us? <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Like, True. who's taking all the money? True. Like, if, if Ghana's got the gold, who's still enslaving you know I mean? us? If Ghana's got the gold, enslaved. who's yeah. getting all the money from? If Nigeria's got the oil, who's getting all the money? The so-called ones we've refined. If the Congo's it. got the yeah. diamonds, like, mm -hmm. why are our people still struggling, suffering, and hungry? You know what I'm saying? Everything, all those other interpersonal yeah. it's a distraction it's a distraction yeah. no i like that i like that okay let's come back to chicago now okay my final and last question afro zones the first and only Afrobeat show that's nationally syndicated, you know, it's been a struggle pushing Afrobeat music, you know. Mm -hmm. Now we have um, um, piano music, we have all kinds of sounds <laughs> coming out of We are fire now, we, we're not playing. We were going with Afrobeat, we were with Afrobeat, we were like, okay. You know, at first we were called reggae, we are like, no, we're not reggae. Yeah. Then we are called dancehall, we're like, we're not dancehall, we're Afrobeat. So now we go Afrobeat and we're happy now, we're like, oh, I'm on piano. We got more beats coming up from the motherland. Mm -hmm. So on a serious note, this, so Afrozones is the only one doing this in the U.S. and it's nationally syndicated on mainstream platforms because we wouldn't even put our show on a platform that's not mainstream, period, mm -hmm. the African way. You know, what more do you think we need to do, Vic, uh, for us to get Afrobeats syndicated more and more embraced by the PDs in this radio station? Because we're winning Grammys now. Mm. What else do you think we need to do to push Afrobeats in the U.S.? Because it's big in the U.K massive for sure I, I think it's just more collaboration you know and, and i've been seeing things change you know what i mean the tide turn and 
you know, friends of mine that would have never listened to music in another language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like up their minds. Tapping in. And um, and I think as the collaboration builds, you know, then the, the avenue opens, you know what I mean? So we start to put our music out, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, we, yeah, we got and to. we make those connections. It's like, it's inevitable. Right. Just like you said, like, yeah. that's why I like what you two said stood out to me, like collaborations yes. and education. Yeah. And I think it's dope because you both are really doing that. And the way I think you're doing it is like a way that's really uh, a way to reach the masses and that's through the arts. Yes. If you notice, like between music and sports, that does a really good job of bringing cultures together. So what you're doing is providing a platform and you actually brought, you know, this sound over to, you know, the states where people can tap in. He's actually an artist from the States that's going over and linking with the people, getting in tune with the culture. So that's all through in creating, um, you know, just relationships mm -hmm. and then educating yourself. That way you can educate others and then it's going to catch on. Yeah. And then you can see like the wave already is, is going. It didn't, mm -hmm. They didn't win Grammys for nothing. Yep. It might be late in the States, but we, we've been seeing each week how the show progressed. Sure. Afrobeats, you know what I mean, on the major market yeah. to where it is now. Yeah. From the first person, well, I remember when I saw Drake hop on it, I knew, oh yeah, <laughs> he the king of finding waves. <laughs> so I knew it might be on to something. And, uh, what's that, three years later since then, it's been going crazy. And I think just keep doing what you're doing. I yes. love hearing him speak about like his trip love to it, the motherland. It, it's it. like super dope. It's informative. I can halfway relate to it. And I just think that's so dope that you tapped in and you explained to other people, other artists and everybody why they should do that. But not just that, what you are bringing back here to your community and vice versa. So I just yeah, want to throw that in. in. Like, yeah. yo, y'all really, yep. what you're doing right now, this 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 project right here, everything is, mm -hmm. just keep doing that. Beautiful. And, that's just, and we need to do more concerts as well. Yeah. We need well, to do more concerts here and we need to do more concerts over there. there. Yeah. You know, I, I worked with J. Cole, you know, I mean, he's with you, right, in Rock Nation, isn't mm. he? And then he came out there and he said it was very spiritual for him to come out there and he was doing concerts and then he started doing free shows. Well, he was doing. He, he was, you know, really caught up, you know, with the whole thing yeah. and stuff. So yes, it's just more collaborations and doing interviews like this, Vic. I have so much love and respect for you, bro. Likewise. And I just want you to keep doing what you're doing and using the platform you have to keep bridging the gap with the motherland and the Western world. You already know that, and I Thank appreciate you. you so much for everything that you're doing, and you know for helping me and playing such a big part in me embracing and becoming one with Africa. Thank you so much. Thank you. The end. Hey, hey. <laughs> Jump knuckle. <laughs> We're blowing up that one. That's it guys, it's the Afrozone Show with your girl Sheila. Oh, I can't wait to hang out with you guys next week. Don't forget Afrozone's How Far with Sheila OS in over 44 African countries. Charlie, how Prime far? time, Charlie, how far? Prime time every Monday and every Friday, 10.30 p.m. GMT plus one. So just check your local listings because you know we're out there. It's Africa to the world. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>